The big question is this, how do we get our business to stand out online without breaking the bank? We are the entrepreneurs. We dared to be different when we decided to start our own business. Our friends and family called us crazy risk takers and rebels, but we are on a mission to create a business with massive impact and in the process, create a legacy. How do we generate leads and sales while we sleep without spending time and money on strategies that don't work? So we can live the freedom lifestyle of being an online entrepreneur. That is the question and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Keely Stwicky and welcome to the Get Online and Get Busy podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Get Online and Get Busy podcast. I am here with Lindsay Dollinger, right? Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And she is in direct marketing as well as helping entrepreneurs and business owners use their resources and time wisely. So I'm excited to ask her questions around that and how, you know, with her advice, we can use our time better to avoid what burnout and uh, being unproductive and all those things that seem to affect us as busy entrepreneurs. So Lindsay, why don't you first explain to us your, a little bit of your story and history and why you do what you do. Awesome. Hello. Well, first of all, thank you so much for um, inviting me to be on your podcast. I'm super excited for this. Um, So like you said, I'm Lindsay Dollinger. I am actually a high school Spanish teacher, which is so interesting since you're in Mexico right now. So we'll definitely have to touch base about your Spanish language sometime. But I'm a high school Spanish teacher. Um, I've been teaching for 12 years and I got into the... um, direct sales network marketing space in 2015, shortly after my mom passed away. And um, my first company that I joined with was a health and fitness company. And I just needed something to provide me with, honestly, some support outside of my friends and family. Um, I just needed something different. I needed some support with my own health and fitness goals. And I found this whole network of of women and men who were, have it, had these online businesses. And I was like, what is this world? Like, I never knew any of this existed. Tell me more. Um, and I really love learning. And this was a space where I could use my creativity and use, you know, parts of my teaching um, degree in a different way that also provided me joy and an ability to reach more people. So that's how I got started. Um, and now I, I'm still with a company and I'm a leader with that company, but I have shifted to help women in all companies because I think a lot of times network marketing, direct sales can get a really bad rap. And I don't like that because I think if it is done right and you're building relationships and, um, you know, you are coachable, I think that it is exactly the same as any other kind of business you have. So that's kind of my mission. Oh, that's awesome because yes, I have been a part of many, many multi-level marketing companies in my uh, entrepreneurial journey. And it was always the same where it was like, oh, you're supposed to sell to your friends and family and then you get referrals and then you get burnout because you ran out of friends and family and it's scary to move on to the next cold traffic. And then you have a job and so you're doing the direct marketing on top of having a job and then you're like, oh my God, how do you do all these things? So yeah, we totally need help with with all of that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And I think that it took, it definitely took me a while to perfect 
being able to have that balance between my full-time job and building a business on the side and also making sure to have, still have time for family and friends and um, self-care has been a really big one for me, um, especially with everything going on with COVID and, you know, even before that. And so I think it's so important, um, especially as women, but I mean, really for anyone to make sure that you're able to get your time prioritized, um, to use it more effectively and work smarter, not harder. Yeah. Well, how do you, how exactly do you get a direct marketing business online? Like, how do you, cause normally it's just, you know, the typical like pitching to your friends and family. So how do you get that online? So the thing that I have found really helpful is honestly just kind of social marketing, just like you do for any kind of business. So, um, you know, I have a Facebook group and I encourage my, all the women that I work with to also have Facebook groups so you can build relationships. Um, and then you really are just showing people the behind the scenes in your Instagram and your Facebook stories. Um, you know, for people who are more techie, you could have a YouTube channel Lots of people are active on Pinterest. Pinterest is a really great um, search engine that people can use and be putting. So like, for example, my company is um, nail polish strips, the one that I personally am with. So like Pinterest is perfect for that because I can post pictures of nail polish on Pinterest. So there's yeah. lots of ways you can be creative and then start driving traffic to you. So you're not feeling like you're always spamming friends and family and you're creating relationships and creating opportunities with people who are your quote unquote cold market. Yeah. That sounds like a great idea. So you're just essentially posting pictures and the experience of your products and getting people excited about reaching out to you because they want to have that experience or enjoy that product as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of it comes down to, you know, your social media presence. So a lot of people, because I have been in sales for, gosh, what is it now? Over five years. Um, you know, I do Facebook lives. I do Instagram lives. Um, I'm posting on all these platforms, but I'm, I'm not posting about my product all the time. No one yeah. likes that. Right. So I think it's really important to be well-branded, um, you know, to have your brand pillars, to be, know what you're going to be talking about. So like people know me for Disney. They know me for my dog, Bella, um, that I post online. So like they're really getting to know me, but I'm also able to give value in ways other than my company. And then people are like, oh, I really like Lindsay. I, I want to try those nails that I've seen that she's posted about before. Um, so it almost is kind of like making network marketing, like affiliate marketing, just like mm -hmm. you do, like I'm affiliates for other things. I'm an Amazon affiliate. Um, and I don't think twice about sharing my products for Amazon or the other things I'm an affiliate with. So really making those, I don't want to say secondary because that is your focus, but not making everything about them. It's more yes. about you as your brand. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. So it's, you're basically building yourself up as a brand, as an influencer. And a lot of times we think about influencers as being like models where they're just like looking cool by a mural or, you know, drinking tea in some exotic place but you can make yourself a very relatable influencer just by being yourself and being quote unquote, like normal. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. And then, gonna, yeah. Yeah. And you're just sharing these cool products that are getting you results and that you're enjoying. And what is the best form of marketing word of mouth? So you're just word of mouth marketing your own products and you make a commission on them. Yep. A hundred percent. And that was a really huge mindset shift for me, I think. And I don't even remember exactly where I heard it, but 
it was a couple years ago and I think it was on a podcast and it was some, you know, well-known person and they were saying that it was smart that, you know, that big influencers and people with big followings should join a network marketing company because it's literally the same thing that you're doing when you're getting your brand sponsorships for other things. Mm -hmm. Why not, if you like a product, also have a link so people can buy it from you as well. It's, it's the exact same thing. It's just called something different. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so smart. That's like such a smart way of thinking about it. Um, and it really helped me visualize that, you know, I am not my company. My company mm -hmm. is a part of, of me and my brand. Yeah, yeah. Definitely don't go about spamming your friend's timeline with like, buy this product for me, buy this product for me. That's like the opposite way to do it. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I also don't like when people are like sneaky about it, like will never post the name or like mm -hmm. what they're talking about. I'm like, no, just come right out. Like if I had an Amazon affiliate link, I'm going to tell you, I really like this product, you know? So like, be honest about it, but it also doesn't need to be everything that is on your, your wall, your stories, everything like that. Yeah. Yeah. The, and the pillars, I want to go back to that. Cause some people might miss what that actually means. Do you want to explain what that means as, as far as what you do? The yeah, pillars sure. are your brand. Yeah, absolutely. So it depends on who you talk to, but most um, experts in branding will tell you to pick three to five brand pillars. Sometimes they'll call them brand buckets. You'll hear it called something different, but these are the things that like make up you. And so this is a really great question to ask, um, you know, your people on your timeline or your close family and friends, like, okay, when you think of me, what do you think of? Mm -hmm. And not necessarily adjectives, but things like I mentioned, like Disney, um, my dog, um, I recently got a Peloton and I'm obsessed with it. So I've been posting about my Peloton bike. So that could be like Peloton slash fitness because I really yeah. still am into the fitness. Um, business would be my fourth one. And um, traveling and a good year <laughs> when we're able to travel is usually my fifth brand pillar. Um, and then, you know, I fit in my products to those things. So mm -hmm. when I do um, like a Disney manicure with my product, I'm going to show that it's part of my Disney bucket, but that's not the only time I'm talking about Disney. I'm talking about a trip I just did. So that's a really great thing to figure out. Like what are three to five things that you generally want to be posting about? Like I'd say like 80 to 90% of the time, the other 10 to 20% can be, you know, the random things that you wanted to share that have really nothing to do with your brand. But yeah. Um, Someone once told me, if you are able to narrow it down to those five, you're going to be attracting the ideal um, client or customer that you're wanting to work with because they know when you go, they go to your social media, that's what they're going to find. They're not yeah. going to find something about, you know, something random when they thought you were someone who talked about Disney. Yeah. Yeah. But, and, and those things can be flexible too. I think sometimes people get stuck on like, oh, then it needs to be these, like, this is all I talk about. And like you said, it could be something a little more random every now and then, or we're always evolving as people because I use like now on a lot of things to talk about Mexico, cause that's where I'm at for the next few months. And it's a big part of my life. So things can shift and people will go along with you on your journey, which makes you very authentic. Absolutely. And I think yeah, I think if you don't shift, it would be really weird. Yeah. <laughs> like you, Although, you either really have stuff figured out or, you know, you're like, ah. Um, uh, there's a lot of people that do just stay stuck in their same things that they like. But as people, we forget that we're always evolving and flowing. Yes. 
Yes, 100%. And especially for, I mean, the people who listen to your podcast, I would assume the majority of them have businesses. It's just like your business journey, right? Mm -hmm. You evolve, you become better at certain things. Um, and so I think that's just natural that you want to share different things at different points in your journey. Yeah. Yeah. And I, before we move on to the next topic, which is the time and resource management part of having a business, I want to point out that, um, give like an example of how the, the pillar effect works. I don't know if, did you ever see the Paris Hilton's documentary that she just came out with on YouTube? No, I haven't. Yeah. So, I mean, we're about the same age. So we kind of grew up with like Paris Hilton and the rise of like influencer marketing, right? Mm -hmm. And I watched this documentary because I always didn't, I, I always thought of her as being like this girl that was like stupid and rich and like all this snobby and all these things. But when I saw this documentary, she'd actually built herself into a brand. And recently I, she loves makeup and glam, right? So recently on my timeline on Instagram, she's advertising Moxie lashes, which are those new magnetic lashes that are just uh -huh. like going out everywhere. And so I guess I wanted to use as an example because we can all be Paris Hilton in a way on our own level with the things that we love by talking about the things that we, you know, enjoy day to day. And like, I like glamour. So I'm kind of drawn towards her now that she put that documentary out. And I was like, you know, I've been thinking about trying those and if Paris Hilton's endorsing them, I might get them. So, it, yeah, you know, definitely. when you start building yourself up as a brand and you start talking about the things that you like, people will trust you because they've been following you a hundred percent and you know what you'll know when you're getting your branding down because people will start messaging you and be like oh I saw this and thought of you yeah. and it'll be it'll be the same sorts of things like you probably get it from Mexico people are like oh I saw this was going on in Mexico I thought of you right because yeah, yeah. people know you're there so yeah yeah that, that's when you can be like I've arrived yay <laughs> <laughs> all right well let's shift over to um Let's see. So you help business owners like manage their time and resources better, but what sort of resources are we mismanaging? I think just time in general, to be honest, because I think, especially if you are working a full-time job, plus building your business on the side, a lot of times people are like, okay, I only have an hour a day. I have two hours a day um, to work this and still get sleep and everything else. And people think they're working their business, but you're like, okay, what did you do? And then like, well, I scrolled my, my speed and I commented yeah. on some things and you're like, no, that is not working your business. So I think there's a big disconnect between working your business in quotes and doing things that actually make you money that are income producing activities. So mm -hmm. that's something that I really try to work with women on is, okay, what types of activities do you have to do every day to actually make money? And then what are the things that you need to get done eventually, but it doesn't necessarily have to be the first thing that you start with. Yeah. Um, there's a really great book called Eat That Frog. And I, I can never remember. Have you read it? No, it's a funny title though. <laughs> it is. It is. But it's like kind of about, and I can never remember the man who wrote it. I apologize for that. Um, you guys, your listeners will have to look that up. But um, it talks about doing the thing that, you know, either freaks you out or you avoid doing and doing that first and then doing like your quote unquote fun stuff. So like, 
I love making graphics, for example. Um, you know, I'm a creator, but does making graphics all day, every day, make me money in my business? Absolutely not. <laughs> so yeah. So I help women basically decide, okay, what do I actually need to be doing today to move my business forward? And then creating a plan to fit that in to as concise of a time as possible. So you can have more time, freedom, and, um, you know, that time to spend with other people. Yeah. Cause I know a lot of times we just don't know exactly what to do and having someone tell us the tasks that we should be working on helps us avoid the distractions because we'll be like, Oh yeah, I think I should be doing market research or I think I should be messaging people. And then you get on the timeline and you start scrolling and then all of a sudden a half an hour went by and you're like, well, I guess I have half an hour more, but that's not really enough time to start on something else. So I give up. <laughs> yes. Yes. That too. Yeah. Or when you get to your, your work time and you're like, okay, I don't even know where to start because I have mm -hmm. so many things on my list and you're yes. like, what do I do? Um, so like, I always try to list out my top three mm -hmm. every day. And like, these are my three things that I have to do before I go to bed or I'm either not going to bed <laughs> or like, I need to get this stuff done. Right. Yeah. Like that's, I mean, obviously I've gone to bed without my three things done before. Let's just be real. But like, that's what I try to tell myself so that I get them done and then I can do my workout, get my workout in or, you know, do whatever else I need to do. Um, but I like to stick with like three a day, especially if you're working a business on the side or trying to build something up while you're doing other big things. Yeah, that's a really good tip. Do you have a couple other tips for how we can better manage our time? Yeah, sure. So I schedule everything out by an hour. And um, so like I have a, a planner and tracker. It's just for women in direct sales network marketing, but you can do this for anything. And it's hourly time blocks. So, you know, I time block from um, 7.30 to 3.45 is my school time because I'm a teacher. Mm -hmm. Then I time block in my um, my travel time. And that's also the time I listen to podcasts. So that's another, that's another yeah. pro tip. If you're listening to podcasts, which obviously you all are, um, or you have online trainings or anything like that, I try to multitask when I'm doing that. So I listen to it when I'm driving. I listen to it in the shower, you know, while I'm making dinner, anything like that. Um, but everything is just really intentionally time blocked. Mm -hmm. So if I pick my three intentions for the week, I pick my three intentions for the day. Um, and then I make sure to schedule them in because if I don't schedule them in, it doesn't get done. So that would probably be my biggest thing is like actually schedule in the important things and then all the extra time you can scroll, <laughs> you yeah. can watch your Netflix, you can do, you can make all your graphics, you can do whatever you want to do in your, your extra time. Perfect. That's a good one. Yeah. I too try to block out like an hour to 50 minutes. And then when you're, you know, standing in line somewhere or you have time where you can multitask, kind of have those like little ideas of things you can do to, you know, listen to a podcast or watch a training or catch up on that Facebook live. You like tags, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've ever, have you heard of Fraser Brooks? Hmm. He's a social media marketer. Okay. He has an awesome podcast too. And, um, he talks about, I think he calls it toilet time. He's like, every time you go to the bathroom, bring your phone and you, you will have time to send at least five messages to new people. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my God. Five? Like, yeah. He's like five messages. Be ready to roll. And I'm like, that is so smart. <laughs> yeah. I, use, so, I don't know. I use toilet time as like the, the little tiny bit of time I get to scroll my, my timeline. 
Otherwise, yeah, I don't do fold at all. So it's like I only have that time. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Hey, and there are apps where you can turn your timeline off. There's a website um, that you can turn your timeline completely off so that it doesn't pop up when you turn on, which is a really great idea um, as well. If that, you know, is something yeah. that distracts you um, or getting now they even have the messenger app for your computer. So you really don't even have to get on your actual Facebook app, for example, if you don't really want to, which is really nice. Yeah, I knew that Chrome had an extension, but I don't know if um, Explorer or Safari does for deleting the timeline. Uh, oh, okay. Um, yeah, I'm not 100% sure. I might just be Chrome. Yeah, I knew Chrome um, could do it. I wish you could do it from your phone, though. That would be great. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, my tip for, and again, this might be a little bit more toward your network marketing ladies mm -hmm. on here, but you can, um, well, you can do this for anyone, you know, if you are trying to create um, relationships with customers that you have, you can create different lists of people on um, Facebook so that you can make it like your see first list. Um, and so you can change your timeline to just see lists of people. Oh, that's so awesome. for yeah, so if you have like a dream team of, of people or your top 100 clients you would love to work with or anything like that, you can make a list of them on your Facebook and you can change it just to see their timeline so that at least during your scroll time, you can you know comment authentically on those people's posts. Um, so you don't have to scroll through 10 people to get to the one person that you're actually looking to interact with. So that might be a tip as well. Yeah, that's an awesome tip. I actually had never heard of that. And I'm going to have to look into that more and implement my list. I'm getting. A yeah, lot it's of so easy. <laughs> I'm getting a lot of people on my Facebook now. And I'm like, OK, time to separate like the people yeah. I know from my hometown, the people I went to college with, like all those people. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And you can control your post settings. You know how you can do them like private friends mm -hmm. only when you go to change like um, your audience from friends, you can also click list that way as well. So if you wanted to make a post that you didn't want a certain group to see or vice versa, you can also do it that way, which is really nice with the lists. Oh, wow. So much. Uh, you have so much ability to control what goes on, what people see and who sees what on Facebook. That's awesome. Yeah and, I think that's a, yeah. and that's a big part of the time management is making sure that like you're in control of it, mm -hmm. that social media is not running you. And the way yeah. to do that is to be very intentional about it for sure. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I want to be mindful of your time because I know you have your own podcast to do today. Um, do I you do. have any last little advice? I know you gave us a bunch of nuggets right there. Do you have anything else you want to add? You know, I think it just really comes down to that we all have the same 24 hours in a day. It's just how we choose to use it. Mm -hmm. And when I heard that for the first time, I was like, oh my gosh, that's so smart. So you're telling me all these people who make six figures, who make millions of dollars have the exact same amount of time that I do. And I'm like, well, okay, well then I need to make a better use of mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so I think it's just really like knowing yourself and mm -hmm. taking a look at yourself, like, okay, what do I need to do? And, um, you know, just plan it, plan it in, make it happen, get it done, do the things and, um, have fun while you're doing them. Yeah. Well, where can the listeners find you? Awesome. So I am on social media on Instagram and Facebook, Lindsay Dollinger, and, um, I have a website, www.lindsaydollinger.com. That's Lindsay with an A-Y. Lots of people try to do E-Y, but I'm an A-Y-er. 
Um, and I have some awesome freebies on there for, you know, um, your list of income producing activities for working your business, um, some business books, all kinds of fun stuff like that. And as you mentioned, I do have my own podcast, the social selling sisterhood podcast. So you guys can find me on there if you are a podcast junkie. Awesome. And I'll put all those links in the show notes so they can find you easily. And I really, really appreciate you uh, doing this interview with me. I'm sorry we had to move the time a little because being in Mexico, you never know who's going to walk into a cafe. And it was a little noisy. I get it, girl. (laughs) Yep, I get it. Been there, done that in Latin American cafes. No problem. Yes, yes. (laughs) Okay, well. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. Is your funnel broken or is it taking forever to actually finish it? The magic of a funnel is that it automates the customer journey to bring in leads and sales while you sleep. As a certified master marketer, I am here to help. Book a free fix your funnel audit to learn why your funnel isn't working or get help with the next steps to actually launch a funnel for your business. Go to rebelfunnels.com to schedule your audit. And I look forward to nerding out with you about funnels.